0: it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth that do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the lord of hosts upon them shall be no rain but you are here in Jerusalem tonight so there shall be rain on your life lift your right hand and humanity (laughs) I I we can stand if I Me da oh, Yesu you. wabenyanembe. Yesu Abe, wabenyanembe. Yesu Abe, Yesu an Yesu can I get what's the best in the house? I say, I me not mind. I don't mind. The rain is coming, the rain is coming. I'm not a... you remember this one for for from the two de the for the Maybe he doesn't understand what is going on right now. should be, be? He do why was, sir. He do why And what's say? what to say? what to say? Show me, sir. I was i he know why Miss do you know that I didn't keep? give one invitation to anybody. Do you know? Grace. When I entered this room, I said, wow. How did he know that Jesus will favor me this way? I see favor. Favor is coming upon you. I never knew hey, pata, pata. I didn't know! Something is about to is here. to happen a son of Take me this way. Thank you. I did Jesus favor, Tara baba bosata baya thank you Yesu sorry, hey I am a young man, just you. The radio hey, I could be so mountains. Hey, I am a shepherd. I am a shepherd. I am a shepherd. I am I am a I said, Jesus, not I said For one minute, I said, I'm going to go i matter. Hey, you hey, you say yes to. I'm on a one-master. I said, I love this song that says, I love it so much. When I think of all you've done for me, oh God. My words will be enough To say I'm grateful When I look around and see the beauty My words will be enough To say you're wonderful I'll take it again When I think of all you've done for me Oh God Look around, look around and see the beauty My ways be enough To say you're wonderful Hey Lord, I will never forget How you raised me Hey Oh, come on, come, on, come on. And I will never forget How you are, my Jesus Hey, hey, hey and I will never forget how you brought my feet back. Hey, Lord, I will never forget how you raised me down. Hey, and I will never forget how you wiped my tears. Hey. And I will never forget how you brought my feedback. What do you want to Everybody lift up your two ways so and lift him higher. Buller Buller Buller. They send you. See Tata. When I think of all you've done for me, oh God, my words will be enough to say I'm grateful. When I look around and see the beauty, my words will be enough to say you're wonderful. Lord, I will never forget how you raised and I will never forget how you wiped my tears. Hey, and I will never forget how you brought my feet back. Hey, party one year the kagi, ndi ama sosa. I come up Let me see. My God, I was <laughs> I you say? Tell to me why I to fight you say, want to leave this place with a blessing. My God, I say, I say, I <laughs> Harry, to do, let the Lord hear your voice, everywhere you are. I see fire here. Harry, come why are you? Am to make hey, hey, hey. me. I want to be a me. baby, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, I don't i To foot i Enemy I I running here? Hey, who I'm one check. Make a is Everything is so
1: Shalom, even in people of God. Shalom, even in church. Please, I believe we are all doing well. Hallelujah. God bless you, Jerry. The Lord bless you and increase you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope everybody is fine glory 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 i thank god for your lives by the special grace of god i'm also doing well with my family hallelujah god bless you god bless you all right quickly we want to take a prayer then we launch into what god has prepared for us in the name of jesus eternal father we give you praise and the glory lord jesus we honor you sweet holy spirit we welcome you there is a moment o lord that thou hast prepared we ask in jesus precious mighty name that you unlock the mystical secrets of heaven even unto us cause us to walk in the light of your word in the name of jesus any darkness that is an ignorance in our lives causing us not to have Freedom in any area of our lives, we ask that your light will shine and cause that darkness even to be swallowed up in the name of Jesus. Have your way mighty God. Open our eyes that we might see. Open our ears that we may hear. And cause our mouth to be touched with a celestial coals of fire that we might speak your word even with boldness. That we may will forever be glorified. Even in Jesus' Precious Mighty Name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We thank God for gifting us with this wonderful evening. And I believe strongly that God is going to help us this evening in the name of Jesus. Junior, every year, let the man do it, okay? Let the man do it. It will end well. Okay. God bless you, son. God bless you, son. All right. Hallelujah. All right. God bless you. Married us to um. Senior, tell Senior that he, since he got married, he does not even want. Hey, he does not want us to hear from him marriage is good the wives are locking the the husbands in their room (laughs) hallelujah alright we give God praise amen alright people of God this evening we want to practically understand how we can hear the voice of God amen we want to practically understand how we can hear God's voice and I believe that um, as we journey even into the practical sessions you will learn even to hear God's voice and you will clearly hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, we thank God. Now one of the things I want to say quickly um, even before we move on with the other dimensions is that you know If you are part of a certain church that believe in what we call fundamentalism. You know fundamentalism when it comes to theology speaks of when um, a particular church believes that the Bible is actually the, the word of God which we all know. That is a dimension of God's word and according to fundamentalism Um, the people believe that every voice of God, there is no revelation that God can give, there is nothing that God can say that is not in the Bible. So it is only the Bible that we need and we don't need any other voice from anywhere calling it the voice of God. And you know, There are certain churches when you attend those kind of churches. If care is not taken, you will believe in that. And once that thing becomes a belief, it will also lead into your conduct. Because it is your belief that determines how you conduct yourself. Are you following? If you have this belief in your heart, that it is only the Bible that God speaks from, even when God speaks to you in a dream, you will not say it is God. You say it is your, because you have already blocked your mentality and the dimension of you hearing from God outside the scriptures. So the first key that you need to learn as somebody who wants to hear God's voice is to know the ways and means that the voice of God can be heard. Are you following me? And um, you know, truly and honestly speaking, the Bible is actually let me say, the fundamental way that God speaks even to His people. But it does not mean that that is the only way that is false. Are you following? So even when you, in the times of old, and even currently as I'm talking to you, um, in the sect of the Christians, there is a particular group of people who are known as cessationists. Cessationists, asking to seize something. Right? That something has seized or it has stopped. And this particular group of people believe that after the apostles of old died, the, all the gifts of the spirits have ceased their manifestation. See, so according to them, if they see you prophesying, they will call you that you are a false prophet. Because according to their understanding, there is no gift at work now in Christianity. Because the apostles died with all their gift. What kind of nonsense understanding is that? Where did they get it from? <laughs> Jerry said, "Oh, Papa, I was once like that." You see, it is actually a doctrine that if care is not taking you, and right now look at the way God is using Jerry to be a blessing to people. You see, I remember Jerry was once prophesying here on this platform and spoke to a certain lady who was into. Um, cooking. And Jerry told the person, I remember clearly, Jerry told the person that it is cooking that God is going to use to be a blessing to the person. It was so important. And as I'm talking to you right now, the person has a certain, um, you know, it's like she she does um, people can get to her and she will just cook wedding meals and everything. They book her for all those kind of things. Meanwhile, Jerry was someone who used to believe. Now Jerry spoke to the gate of the prophetic and it has manifested. Even Jerry himself, he does not even know that the person is into cooking right now as an official thing. You see, he gave a prophetic word and it has manifested. Meanwhile, he used to believe. Yes, meanwhile, he used to believe that own all these gifts it is because of the church that and most of these churches are like that i will will mention i'll mention like the church of christ the sda those kind of churches who believe i'm not saying they are not of god they are are you with me they are but when it comes to the manifestation of the giftings people have different um you know perceptions and i don't know where they got those perceptions from for all you know somebody's understanding let me say the founders understand about these things the founders understand about these things actually spread through the whole church and there are many people there who are having amazing gifts inside them but because of a theology because of a certain understanding that they have that is not right they have have been locked up in there you see now, one of the things I want you to know, There is a one day I asked my dad, and he said he actually believes, but if they allow it, people will bring fake to look at this. That people will bring fake to the church. That is the reason why when you enter into most of these churches, you see, let me tell you something. Hey, so somebody is sick in the church and there is no gift of healing in anybody to pray for the person. Now, if somebody is sick and somebody is praying for you to be healed by the gift of healing, what is the fake thing in this one? What is the fake thing in this one? I have prayed for you, you are healed. Is it fake? You now, you know that you are healed. Huh? I prophesied upon you that God is going to do this. He has done it. What is the fake in it? You see, sometimes, eh, the fear of the unknown is the deadliest thing that we can ever experience in life. The fear of the unknown. It can lock many doors. And I want to show you, you see, if you are here and you want to grow spiritually, that is why even uh, we have the School of Spiritual Mysteries. Even the School of Spiritual Mysteries, there are certain things I cannot teach now. Because if you go deep into the realm of the spirit, there are many things you will discover that it will be very difficult for you to tell people based on the level of their growth. But these things are there in the spirit realm. In fact, when we are all lifted into the realm of the spirit, what God will tell me is not the same as what He will tell you. Because we are all operating at different levels of spiritual growth. So, what, that is why sometimes God can tell a man something in the spirit and he will say, Don't tell anybody about this one. Why is God trying to cover that thing? Are you following? So we need to have understanding about these things. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm afraid that when when I say this thing, this thing might happen. You know, that is one of the, the devil's ways to stop men from launching into the deep. And I've told you this before. Many of us, according to the will of God and plan of God for our lives, we are supposed to work hand in hand with angelic beings. But because of fear, for eighteen years that we started knowing God. You have not even seen an angel before. You are afraid. When you sense like your soul is leaving your body, fear grips your heart and you quickly come back. And this thing has continued for years and you have not gone anywhere. And instead of we teaching you how to strengthen your soul and how to get fear out of your heart so that you can stand with entities that God has sent. You see, let me tell you the truth, there are manifestations of beings, even in the prophetic, let me just say this Can I, can I say something? Good, see in the prophetic, when you, are, you hit a stage where God is causing you to travel in the spirit the beginning moment of that stage is very scary are you with me the beginning i don't get the reason why people should be afraid in these things it is because you are too natural and too physical and too carnal that is the 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 thing because anybody that is natural and too carnal the bible said the person does not have understanding into the things of the spirit. So you get an understanding. Hey, when an angel appears, bah, if you are not careful, you will die. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Are you, are you with me? And with that, um, it means you are, you are much more in the natural, in the physical, than in the spiritual. And you need to, the, the only thing you need is a change of mind. A change of mind. If you don't have a change of mind, there are many things that are that you have been called to experience that you will never experience them. I'm telling you, because your transformation, your your transformation, when we say transformation, let me explain. You see, when a person is born again, the first thing that happens is the regeneration of the spirit. Are you getting it? So the spirit, your spirit is regenerated. Power is transmitted from the Holy Ghost into your spirit. Then after that, your spirit is now, has come alive. And as your spirit has come alive, what is supposed to happen is that everything that the Holy Ghost has planted in your spirit, by the help of the Holy Ghost, he is releasing that thing from your spirit into your soul. Now, In your soul, the place that controls every area of your soul is your mind. So your spirit is regenerated, but your soul needs something we call transformation. Transformation. And when we talk of transformation, we are actually speaking of two words here. Are you following Can you all hear me, please? Good. So the Bible said, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The part of you that gets transformed is your soul. And it can only be transformed after your mind has been renewed. And the word transform is the word "metamorphose," from which we have the word metamorphosis. And metamorphosis speaks of the changing of a particular thing from one state into another. So the thing begins to get a particular kind of form. You know, when we see a butterfly, it was not once a butterfly. When we see a hen, it was once an egg. Are you with me? So the egg actually is speaking of a particular state there is something that must be done to the egg the hen must brood over the egg after some time then because once a hen laid eggs and you pick the egg and you go and you know, break it you will fry you what you are going to get is not a hen because at that very stage of the egg that which is inside has not metamorphosed into a different state are you following so at that level of the egg it has become it is actually something that you can really eat from that level but when the hen broods over it for some weeks you will realize that or let's say days to weeks you realize that at that moment you can't just pick the the egg and just you know break it and Fry it up because at that moment something has started growing. The thing inside the egg that is making it eatable has now changed and it is becoming life. So at that moment you realize that a, a chicken is being formed out of the egg, and after some time you realize that the egg will hatch. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. That is what transformation is about. So transformation speaks of you taking a different form gradually. And it happens by the renewing of your mind. So until your mind is renewed, your soul cannot be transformed. Now the reason why your soul needs transformation is because before your spirit got regenerated in the process of being you being born again, You used to live your life. Are you following? So anybody who is not born again, the spirit of that person is numbed. When I say numbed, we speak of like something that is dormant. It is not at work. Are you getting it? Good. That is how the spirit of, of the man has become. It does not mean it is dead. Spirits don't really die. The spirit is there, but it is not active. So at that moment, every life you are living, you are living a soulless life. Life directly from your soul. And so long as the spirit is the part of you that gives you an awareness and a consciousness of God, when your spirit is not activated, and when your spirit is not regenerated, your understanding and your consciousness of God is attacked. So you begin to live a life void of God now any life void of God is a life disconnected from God's purpose and it is called death Death. so the other time I explained that the other time I explained that when we say death spiritual death is not when your spirit is dead, spiritual death is a kind of is when the spirit Or a man is disconnected from God and the purpose of God for his life. So when you are now disconnected from God and from God's purpose for your life, you are dead. That is why anybody who is not a Christian to God, that person is dead. Because once your spirit is regenerated, the consciousness of God and the Lord Jesus Christ is brought to you. Are you following? Good. Now... That consciousness of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been brought to you is supposed to now end. Because before you believed in the Lord Jesus, that consciousness was not there. So you were just there walking about living your life. And you lived a life, let's say you got born again at the age of 23. So you have lived your whole, you have lived 23 years of your life outside God's purpose and God's plan. So if, You have lived 23 years of your life outside the purpose of God. Then the question is, what kind of life did you live? And one of the things I want you to understand is that anything you do in this world, whether you are born again or not, it is your soul that does it. So it will be in the account of your soul. The fact that a man has a soul means that the man will be judged for what he does. Because your soul is the part of you That can be brought before the court of heaven. First, to receive an assignment to come to the earth, and second, to come back to the court after the assignment has been fulfilled to receive judgment. Are you following? Good. So now your soul must be transformed. What it means is that. Right now, that you are living a life outside God, you are well acquainted with fornication. It is easy for you to plan how to fornicate with a certain lady and it will manifest as you planned it. It is easy to rob somebody, it is easy to stick. So, you see, everything has become part and parcel of your soul. Now, that soul also is what Jesus came to die for. And when the death of Jesus, you believed in his death and resurrection the holy ghost regenerated your spirit and the spirit that is regenerated light will be sent into your soul so that all the negative things in your soul that you have lived your life with for 23 years they will still be in your soul but they need to be taken away gradually and the moment of you taking that thing out of your soul is when your soul is now polishing itself to become exactly as god meant it to be at this transformation and the first key to that is in the renewing of your mind are you following so first our spirit is regenerated second our soul must be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you renew your mind by the word of god and by the spirit of god now when your soul is transformed it will now be left with the body the body was also conform conform so there is the regeneration of your spirit the transformation of your soul and the conformation of your body. When we say conform, we are talking about your body taking the shape of an already built template. So the Bible said, be not conformed to this world. What it means is that don't, don't look like are you getting it? don't look like the world now when we speak of conformation, we are speaking of likeness what something is like and it is actually speaking of the state where the bible said God made man in his image and after his likeness the likeness of God is what we are supposed to be conformed to we used to be like God in everything but when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and we lost that dimension of likeness We are now coming to a place where God is changing us to be like him again. But that change has started within us. The spirit is now doing his work to bring transformation into the soul. Then after the soul is transformed, the body will be conformed to the original shape and likeness as God prepared it to be. Did did you get that? Great. Great. So you see, when you pour water in a glass, or let's say in a certain bottle, water is shapeless. hope you know that. Water takes the shape of any container that you pour into it. Or you pour it into. Are you following? Good. So the bottle, the shape of the bottle that the water is taking, is taking, what, we are, the, what is happening here is that the water is conforming to the shape of the bottle. Are you getting it? Good. Now, so the bottle, when, it is, when, you, when you have an empty bottle and you have a cup of water and you try to bring them close, you are telling the water that I'm about to pour you into this. So your shape is going to be like this. Are you getting it? So at that moment, the, the bottle to the water, the bottle is called an image. Are you, are you getting it? The bottle is called an image to the water. And when you pour the water into the bottle, and you put, the let's say the bottle in the freezer, and it becomes Ice. At that moment, the water has been conformed to the image. Did you, did you get that? Great. So, conformation speaks of you taking the shape of an already existing template or plan. But to be transformed speaks of you changing from one state into another within the word trans speaks of like it is act of the word had transport you have to transmit it means you are moving from one point to another movement are you following good so transformation speaks of you changing form from one state to the other and that is within your soul Conformation is in your body when there is now an already built template that you are supposed to be conformed to so you can be conformed to this world when you are in this world and the world is full of womanizers and all those kind of things if care is not taken, you become one it means have been conformed to the world. But the Bible said we have been called to, conf- to be conformed to the image of Christ. The image of Christ. Hallelujah. That is just by the way. I was just trying to explain some few things. Now let's move on to the prophetic. Let's move on to the prophetic. You see, everything can hear god everything everything can hear god now one of the things i want you to understand is that when we speak of god speaking there are levels in the speech of god are you following there are levels in the speech of god now i want you to know this god can speak in fact god speaks to everything god He speaks to everything that He has created. Amen. But it is not... That is why I said there are levels. There is a dimension of God's voice that God can mobilize and bring it together as a gift to a man. Let me touch on this quickly. You see, I've said this the other time, that God is a father. And when we say God is a father, the fatherhood dimension of God is in different realms. So God, the word father from its original meaning is the word source. Source, as in the the, the beginning of something. Hmm? Where something came from. Uh-huh. So now when when we say God is a father, it is not only in the dimension of like somebody and who loves you and that one is there are you with me but it is also speaking of god as that is the fact that is the foundational meaning of who a father is the source so everything in this world can claim that god is its father including satan and there's nothing you can say about that are you listening to me because if satan says that god is my source you cannot say no Because it was God that created Satan. God created Lucifer. Are you with me? You can't say no. So everything has God as a father. But it is to a certain dimension of God's fatherhood. And all these things that I'm saying, many people will not get it. That is why I'm trying to explain it. So the God that made Shatawale is the same God that made the Christi. So both of them can say God is our father just that when it comes to obapa Christie, there is a certain relationship that she's having with god and that relationship brings another dimension of god's fatherhood to her that shatawali might not have are you with me if shatawali is your friend don't go and tell him i'm just using it as a means of amen good so at this point another dimension of god's fatherhood is actually hinged on the relationship that the one that god has created is having with him are you with me so there are things that god created that can claim that god is our creator but they don't have a relationship with god in that dimension are you getting it good now if God is the source there is a voice that he has to see from his source dimension as a father to all the things he has created that is why everybody in this world dreams and dream is one of the means through which God speaks to humanity and you can't change it dreams don't come to only Christians every human being dreams there are people who are not Christians but when they are about to die they can see it you can see that they are about to, know, why? And they can find ways and means to swerve that, that thing. Are you with me? Because the voice of God is heard in everything he has created. But to another extent, there is a relationship that the thing that God has created must have with God. Now, when relationship comes in, then there is another package of God's voice only found in that relationship. At that time, God is speaking as like a father who has given birth to a son. Not just a creator. Are you with me? So, at that dimension, there is a way God speaks that is quite different from the way He's speaking to all things. And that is where we have been called into. So, when we speak of hearing the voice of God, it is in two dimensions you can hear from God as a source and when you are hearing from God as a source or the creator there is not really any kind of intimate word in it but when you are hearing from God as a father who has given birth to you there is a kind of intimate kind of, you know, the atmosphere there is this strange compassion that comes with the voice there is this kind of unfeigned love that is packaged in that kind of love i don't even get what i'm saying good so now we as christians we have been called into a relationship with the father now if you have been called into a relationship with the father then the more we grow in that relationship the more we become uh, the more our ears are popped to hope, to hear God's voice in a clear manner are you following? so once you become once you become a child of God what it means is that you have become a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ And in the book of John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, when you become a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have now been brought to a place of hearing the voice of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord Jesus, I explained this um, the other time. I think uh, during the lunch prayer, fire moment. I said, in the spirit realm, voices differ. Are you following? Good. So I touched on something. And I want to touch on it again. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. You know, this was a moment where the prophet Elijah had commanded fire to come and consume some prophets and he beheaded all the prophets. He destroyed them. And these were the prophets of Baal who had been controlled by a woman called Jezebel. Now, Jezebel was not around when Elijah was killing the prophets. When she heard that all her prophets had been killed by Elijah, the Bible says she got angry and she wrote a letter he said send this letter to the prophet Elijah and tell him just as he has beheaded all my prophets so will i do to you i am coming and the moment Elijah heard of that news he quickly ran into a cave and he began to pray and said god please kill me You have killed all your prophets oh god and i am the only one left god please kill me because he was afraid (laughs) this was a man that called down fire now he was afraid he was afraid because a woman who was not even with her, a woman threatened through a letter that she would behead him and he ran away. Now, when Elijah ran to hide in that cave and he began to pray, uh, some things happened, and I want us to take note of those things. In the book of First Kings chapter 19. Now, first Kings nineteen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Good. verse 9 downwards first kings 19 verse 9 downwards the bible said and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there and behold the word of the lord came to him and he said unto him what doest thou here elijah what are you doing here elijah When God asked Elijah what he was doing. Now, when you read from verse 11, the Bible said, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. This was Elijah. He was now hiding in the cave. After Jezebel had threatened to kill him. And the Bible said, Once he was was in the cave, some things happened. What happened was that the Bible said and behold the Lord passed by God came to pass the Bible said and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind a certain wind came to pass when the guy finished praying a wind came to pass. Now, this was a whirlwind that came to pass in front of the king. Now, we have understood from the book of Nahum, chapter one, verse three. Nahum, the prophet Nahum, chapter one, verse three. Nahum told us something. He said, "God has His way in the whirlwind. God, He has His way in the whirlwind. So, one of the means to decode that God is in town." is when a particular whirlwind is moving are you following and I've talked on this before when a particular whirlwind is moving so sometimes a whirlwind can speak of the passing of God now so when the whirlwind came to pass in front of the cave where Elijah was hiding in fact Elijah knew God Elijah. He knew God, that God can manifest, he can pass through a whirlwind, but this time the Bible said, when the whirlwind came to pass, God was not in it, that means there is a whirlwind that is not godly, are you following? And apart from that, the Bible said, it was not only the whirlwind, the Bible said, But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. When God appeared to the children of Israel in the the wilderness on Mount Sinai, the Bible said the mountain began to shake and there was a massive earthquake. It was the presence of God that brought um, about the earthquake. So a particular dimension of an earthquake can speak of God's presence. But this time around, the earth began to quake, and God was not in the in the earthquake. Hey, then the, the next thing that happened was that the Bible said, And after the earthquake, a fire, a certain fire came to pass, and the Lord was not in the fire. When we read the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 33, Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 33, now Moses was telling the people. was asking them a question he said did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and lived so the children of Israel they heard God's voice from the fire and still they lived because the voice of God when it is heard there are many dimensions where God's voice can be heard when God is speaking from fire it is difficult for man to hear and live. So, now all these dimensions of the manifestation of God were means by which God was communicating. So, God can speak when He appears like a whirlwind, God can speak also from an earthquake, God can speak from fire. But all these three dimensions came to pass. so this one we are actually talking of the embodiment or let me say the encapsulation of god's voice mediums through which god's voice can be heard are you following when wind came to pass god was not in it Earthquake came god was not in it fire came god was meanwhile when the people of god in deuteronomy chapter 4 the bible said there was a fire that came down on the mountain and the people heard god's voice from the fire But this time around, fire came to pass in front of Elijah the prophet, and God was not in the fire. Then the Bible said, after the fire came to pass, after the fire came to pass, the Bible said, and after the fire, a still small voice. A still small voice. Other versions will say, a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper, and that was the voice that God spoke through. Wow! Now, this still small voice—you see—have you realized that all the three dimensions that God, God's voice can be heard through—that came to manifest before. Elijah, that still God was not in it. Have you realized that they are all external manifestations? Have you realized that? A strong whirlwind came to pass. It was a physical manifestation. An external manifestation. So you can have an external ear and hear it. Fire, you can have an external eyes and see it. And still hear the voice of God coming. But... God spoke in a gentle How many of us can hear a gentle whisper? When it is a gentle whisper It is trying to speak of something internal Not an external manifestation Now, this is how the voice of God is heard Mostly in our time now Are you following? So if you are waiting to hear God's voice from a whirlwind then you hear God to my son, my son, rise, rise, your
0: father. Then
1: you see the echo that the the, the echo that the Kumaru people will add. My son son, 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 rise, rise for your father. Ah, Jesus. If you are waiting to hear God's voice in that manner, you will live 85 million years and die. You will not hear it. Amen. You see, I'm not saying God does not speak through that dimension anymore, but it is very rare. About 0.000.3 human beings can hear God's voice in that manner now, as I'm talking to you. Are you with me? Good. Because now, the voice of God is already inside you. And the manifestation of that voice is a gentle whisper. Now, have you realized that when you are in a place where there is so much noise and somebody whispers gently, you will not hear. I hope you know that. Good. So one of the reasons why many of us cannot really hear God speak is because there is so much noise inside us, so much noise. And the noise is not just you opening your mouth to talk, you can close your mouth and not say anything and still have noise in your within you. Noise in your soul. How do you get this noise in your soul? First, your thoughts, your thoughts. What do you keep thinking about? I told you in the afternoon that thoughts are very loud in the spirit realm. And they cannot be hidden. Not even from spirits. Very loud than your voice. Physically. Thoughts, they are loud. Are you with me? Good now let me just give you a clue so you need to guard the way you think and the way you think you can only guard the way you think first by putting on certain natural means and discipline second employing the work of the holy spirit because everything we do externally goes straight into our heart which is the seat of the soul. So your whole soul is sitting on a certain foundation. The foundation of your soul is called your heart. And that is the most deepest part of a man's life. The heart of man. It is very deep. Are you following now that part of you is the part that any spirit that gains access to that place can control your whole life any spirit that gains access into your heart can control everything in your life because the heart of man is actually the controlling force of everything in the man's life so when you read the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 Solomon told us, he said, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Everything in this life comes out of your heart. So spirits are fighting to gain access into your heart. That is the place too that God is also planning to sit. Are you with me? Now, when a spirit enters into your heart, the first thing that the spirit does is that Inside your heart, there is a throne. There is a throne inside your heart. And that throne is waiting for a king to sit on it. So your heart is like a palace. Always waiting to enthrone a king. And once the king is enthroned in the seat or the throne of your heart, he rules over every area of your destiny. That is why there is a song that we used to sing, Um, and we still sing in our time are you listening to me when god is the king in your heart he rules over every area of your heart in his way now that throne is where things spirits want to sit on to control your life and now There are many things trying to enter into your heart to sit on the throne. The first one is money. 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 Money is a good thing. Money is a good thing. But if care is not taken, when the love of money is enthroned in your heart, problem will come. Are you following? Problem will come. Because the king that sits in the heart, or in the throne of your heart is a symbol of the one you love can i say this again the one that is sitting in the throne of your heart is the the greatest person you love in the world in the whole universe of god because the throne that is in your heart was built with love and life. Love and life. This one will take me to a certain dimension. But I I want to stay here so that we now talk about the prophetic very well. Are you you with me? Good. So now, you can't put your wife in your heart. And (laughs) When you put your wife inside your heart and she's the one sitting on the throne fully, do you know what you are doing? You will listen to her more than you listen to God. But when God is sitting in your heart, he will command you to love your wife. That is why love is a command from the one that is sitting on the throne of your heart. He's the one that controls every area of your life. So when he says, Love your wife, and because you love the one sitting on the throne, you obey his voice and you love. So our love that we have for our wives is not because of how our wives be good and how they speak to us nicely. No, it is because it is a command from someone that we cherish and have submitted our whole life to. Are you getting it? Some of you are some of you are angry because I just said something about your some of you see. That is why, if you are not careful, you are looking standing in front of a lady and say, I love you with all my heart. Something is wrong with you. You are loving a lady with all your heart. Where will God be? Hmm? All your heart, says it. You want the Bible said, Love the Lord with all your heart. That means that your heart there are dimensions are you following so there are thrones inside your heart and all those thrones they are being sat upon by entities but there is a greatest throne that a king must sit upon so your wife must have a throne in your heart too but she should not sit on the throne that christ is supposed to sit upon are you with me And where you put your wife must be a command from the one sitting on the king's throne. So you can't love your wife with all your heart. When you say, how, how much do you love your wife? And you say, 100%, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hope you will not get this. If, oh, what a, you see, marriage is a good thing, but people have listened to their wife to disobey God. Go and ask Abraham. He will tell you. <laughs> Amen Now, so God speaks in so many dimensions The voice of God is not only a sound It is multidimensional The voice of God is not only a sound It is multidimensional Now, God can speak and hear it in the form of a dream That is why the voice of God can be seen. You know, in the natural, when you tell somebody, I can't see your voice, they will laugh at you and say, ah, what are you saying? What nonsense English is that? I can't see your voice. But in the spirit realm, that is true. That is that is the correct way of speaking. Are you following? Yes. You can see God's voice because visions, dreams, trances, all those experiences we have in the spirit realm that God gives to us, they are all brought together as the voice of God. So when you see a vision in the realm of the spirit, you have actually seen God's voice. When you dream, you have actually seen God's voice. When you get a dream that God is showing you something, you have seen God's voice. You can be there and a thought, a Godly thought will drop in your mind concerning somebody. That is God's voice right there. Amen. That is the reason why you can stand and see a vision and say, God is speaking to me. It does not mean God is standing with his mouth close to your ears. Be speaking into your ears. No, when we say that the Lord is speaking to me to tell you, it does not mean necessarily that we are hearing a certain audible voice. Sometimes it could mean that God has dropped a thought in my mind concerning this person. God has spoken, we have heard his voice, but we heard it in the form of a thought. And you, you see, before I entered into the prophetic, when I hear people say the Lord is speaking to me. And you know, I I came from the P background and the way the prophets prophesy in you I love it. Like, hey, People are seeing a radi. I want to see a and, and hear what Eradi. <laughs> Hallelujah. Prophesying in P is amazing. I just love it. I don't know why. Hallelujah! You know, begin to speak. Susu mune radika satchre me say me mampai ma me say me Hey, then it will sound strange. Hey, Hallelujah. Amen. You know, in the English, you can just. You know, the Lord has lifted me from this place. It it sounds normal. See, but indeed, who's in a mep of what Peter McCrack? I'm in a lambsa. When I know, why are you going? <laughs> Hallelujah, <laughs> amen. So you see, these are exactly. And when you then do the soon, soon, we see people get confused. Eh, we see, like what. And that is why some evangelists will they say, <speaking in Hebrew> Because when you say, say in P, it is actually speaking of a particular jurisdiction under the sun. So you see, most of the times, Solomon used to use that word, under the sun, under the sun, under the sun. That's what we call a But scripturally, actually standing for the world. Are you following the world? And there are many dimensions of what the world is. That is not my message. I don't want to give you it again. <clears throat> Amen. Good. So, God's voice is not only heard. It is seen. It is felt. It is experienced. Are you following? You can feel the voice of God. You can feel it. You can see somebody and all of a sudden you feel so sad in your heart. Sometimes it is God speaking to you about the state of the person. Ah, this person is very sad. Can you call for the person, can I pray for you? I don't know about it. The Lord is speaking to me right now that there is this kind of sadness in your soul. Sometimes you will not even finish seeing it, the person will start crying. Are you getting it? It is not like God came to stand in front of her and say, My son, have you seen that lady going? She's sad. Oh, go and pray for her. No, you might not see it like that. That is why I keep saying that always what the prophets see is not necessarily what they see. Because if they are telling you what they saw, it will be difficult for you to understand it. That is why there is an interpretation in everything that they pick. Some of them can't even explain how they picked it, but they are, they are just picking it and they have understanding into it to interpret it. Are you getting some of them? Don't even do you know. Good, so understand that you can feel God's voice. And I said, the voice of God is not only an audible sound. Are you with me now? What you need to do if you have already lived your life where you had a certain emotional um, knowledge or memory about women. You need to train yourself in such a way that that emotional knowledge or memory you have about women will not interfere in any prophetic word that must be given to you concerning women through your emotions. Because you see, God does not have only one way of speaking. God can use every fiber of your being to speak to you, including your emotions. So your emotions should not be seen as an evil thing. The reason why we see it like that is because we have yielded our emotions to unnecessary things. That is the reason why it has not become really a conduit through which God speaks to us. But there are some people who have yielded their emotions to God in such a way that when they feel sad, it means God is speaking to somebody. When they feel sad, it is a burden. has been placed upon them by the holy ghost it is not just because they i'm sad i'm sad look you know there are some many people are like that i'm so sad i'm so sad no train your emotions are you with me in fact can i say this one of the easiest ways that the holy ghost speaks to people apart from thoughts is emotions he can and you see emotions are feelings and so long as we are human beings we are our focus is yielded much more in our feelings than anything. Are you getting it? You know, especially the women. We are much focused on our emotional feelings more than anything. So when you yield that emotion to the Holy Ghost, and you begin to use that means to speak to you, you become a dangerous prophetic instrument. A very, You will feel something, and the way you feel it, when you explain it, it is a, an in prophetic word. Are you me? But dear sisters are not like that. They have wounded their emotions to, you know, things because they kept watching Korean series. And the Korean series has now tuned their emotions in a certain way. So the sister will only cry when a guy has knelt down on one of his knees with the other one standing. There's oh my God, and then she begins to cry. It begins because surprise is stunning. That is the only moment where she will cry. You see? Sometimes you are just des- there, des- you feel like, no, like, I, I don't, you see, you want to sit, you, you are traveling, you, you sat in a car, all of a sudden, you see, that your, your, your feelings and your emotional state, they are very wide. And you can just feel anything at any time. Yes. Somebody said, I cry when I'm so excited. You see, that can be a means that the Holy Ghost is speaking. Are, are you getting it? You are, you are traveling, you sat in a car, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, You began to feel uneasy in the car, all of a sudden, and you don't know. If only you knew that it was a means that the Holy Ghost was speaking to you, you would have gotten out of the car. You come out of the car, you will know. Once you come out of the car, it looks like you are okay. When you go back into the car, there is this kind of feeling you get, uneasy feeling. The Lord is trying to communicate with you. And there are many people who are like that. But they don't know that it is the Holy Ghost using that means to speak to them. Because they they think that they have not yielded their souls to the Holy Ghost to a point where he should speak to them to. Hear me. Let me just say this. Can I say this one? Great. Now listen. When we speak of the emotions of a person, basically and foundationally, what we are speaking about is how the body fluids in the person move. So the emotions of the body fluid in a person's life actually speaks of the person's emotions. Are you getting it? Meanwhile, your, your emotion is actually in your soul. But for that thing to be reflected in your body, it is directly connected to the body fluids that you have. So sometimes, when somebody is feeling uneasy about a matter, when we go and draw the blood of the person, or when we look at, we analyze the person's body, you can see that, no, it looks like, Let's say this kind of hormones have risen more than this one. And it, it might be, the, I, I don't know if I get what I'm saying, it might be the reason why this is happening. It might be the reason why this, 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 this. Now, how many of us have heard of what we call adrenaline? Adrenaline. You see, let's say you went to a certain room, uh, house, maybe you were playing football, and your ball entered a certain house and you went there to pick it. And the dog came out of the cage running after you. <laughs> Sometimes you can scale about two hundred feet kind of wall within three seconds. <laughs> now, adrenaline is a home. Are you getting it? Now all the hormones in your body are controlled by a particular state of your so-called your emotions so when you jump up and you are just able to scale the wall to the other side when at that moment you know when we look when we try to analyze your your whole body fluid you, you realize that adrenaline level has risen and it is a state of your emotion. Anger is also a state of your emotion. Are you with me? Now, I am trying to teach you on how to dedicate your emotions to the Holy Spirit so that He will use your emotions to speak to you. And it is one of the easiest ways aside thoughts. If you are able to do this, some of you become strange prophetic beings. I am telling you, you will sit in the car with somebody, but you feel something. No, I don't know, but the moment I just sat beside me, I felt like everything is normal. well. I just began to feel easy. Is everything okay? Then the person will start to think, It's not easy. Things are very bad. Though. And I don't even know where I'm going to stay. I don't know this. I don't know this. You have just prophesied. You were able to pick a signal. And one of the things about emotions is that because they are motions or because they are movements, they end up linking with other emotions in other people. Are you getting it? So when your emotions are yielded to the Holy Ghost, you can easily pick somebody's emotions when you are close to the person. Are you following me? This is the reason why. At every point in time, you need to mature in the state of your emotions by yielding them to the Holy Ghost. Don't say, me man of God, I am like that. That is how I was born. Me, in my life, any time that somebody insults me, I get angry and I smash buttons. That is how my life is. Man of God, so leave me. I am like that. That is the voice of foolishness. means you don't want to grow i don't know if i get what i'm saying we all before we got born again our emotions were in a different state but in a bizarre state because it was part of our soul and we yielded our souls to unnecessary things are you following Now some of you can when you see ladies with shape your things begin to run through your veins unnecessary things it means your, your emotions have not been yielded to the Holy Spirit. If you don't do it quickly, the problem will come. God cannot use that emotion to speak to you about people. I don't know if you are listening to me, listen to me. Two, so you need to learn these things. I will teach you how to yield your emotions to the Holy Spirit. The first thing is by having compassion for souls. Having compassion for souls. Having this great kind of sympathy for souls. If you can do that, you have to stop being selfish because that is one of the easiest ways that you can um, not become an emotionally prophetic personality if you are selfish. If you are always thinking about yourself, then I feel good. Okay, if I then everything is fine. This, this, this. No, if you don't care about what others are feeling, you, if God cannot use your emotions to speak to to you about others, because you don't care of others, why should He use? Because anything you feel to you, it is you, it is for you. There'll be a problem. A prophetic person is not selfish. If you want to be prophetic in this life. First, don't think so much of yourself. I'm not saying, don't think of yourself, but not so much. Don't be selfish. Are you with me? In every decision you make, have another person in mind. Good. So you see? Many of us felt certain things and that was the Holy Spirit speaking to us. But because to us they taught us that hearing God's voice is when you are praying or you know, then an angel will come and stand and say, My son, say the Lord, rise. Eat that which is in front of you. You get power. Then you say, hey, I heard the voice of God today. You are causing more harm than good. your own self because look now look at the number of times you have aborted god's voice that came through thoughts that came through emotions and or feelings that came through other means look at the number of times you have aborted them thinking that was not god you see now the problem many of us have is that Is it my own mind or that is God? Is it my own mind or that is God? You just a certain thought will drop in your mind and man of God. I don't know. Am I the one thinking? Is it my own imagination or that is now what the question is what is the purpose of your imagination? What is the purpose of your imagination? The first the main, um let me say the natural assignment is that you imagine. Your imagination was given to you to travel beyond your present time. Are you with me? To lay hold of a possibility that is ahead of you that has not yet made manifest. So the purpose of your imagination is to envision that which is ahead. Are you getting it? Good. Now, understand that you can and imagination is a part of your soul. It is a part of your soul. It is one of the gates of your soul. Now, also understand that when we were not born again, all these parts of our souls were active but we were yielding them to unnecessary things. So a young man can sit down and imagine a certain naked lady in front of him. Now, the more you yield your imagination to negative things, you are building your imagination to be fast in um, receiving negative things than positive things. Are you getting it? So that's how some people, when you are speaking to them about a good plan, they quickly first think of the negative before they come back because their minds have been tuned to negative things more than that which is good. When and I met some people, you know, they said they have planned, they want to help us establish a certain business. First, the person's mind will go to A. What if these people are fake people? First, because any time you are speaking, the person's mind is tuned to the negative more than the positive. So you are talking to the person about a good plan the mind of the person will quickly go to the evil side first. If you are like that, you need to work on yourself. Are you with me? Yes. We are not telling you not to sit down and analyze things by the Spirit. But don't be too prone to evil thoughts. If you are like that, evil thoughts will keep hunting you. So you see, the many of us, we met good people. Who are genuinely good in order to help us, but we quickly thought of certain negative things. What if this guy, the way he's talking? me? I don't like you disconnected from the guy, and you lost a good man because your mind is quite open to negative things quickly than the positive. So, one way to build your emotions is that. Yield your, emo- your, your imagination to good things. Start imagining good things. Are you with me? Sit down, begin to imagine. Imagine yourself standing at higher places, laying hands on the sick, praying for the sick to be healed. Imagine yourself prophesying over nations. Imagine yourself doing all these. The more, imagine yourself helping people becoming the fulfillment of people's prophecies imagine keep imagining envision yourself now the more you yield your imagination to these positive things the more you allow the holy ghost to lay hold of your imagination and when the holy ghost lays hold on your imagination you will start trying to imagine something. You would think you are the one imagining it, not knowing that because the hand of the Spirit has laid hold on your imagination, you will start taking over. So many people entered into visions, but they started the vision from the realm of imagination. They They began to imagine the clouds of heaven. They began to imagine angelic beings. All of a sudden, they were caught up. People began to, they began to see angels flying in their own minds, eye, which is their imagination. They, were, they closed their eyes. They were imagining glorious things. They were imagining the whole people on earth coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and how beautiful the earth is going to be when people. They kept imagining these things, and bam, the Holy Ghost took over. Because when you keep doing that, that is the bedding, the heart cry of the Spirit of God. So many of us, the visions we saw, it looks like we started the visions. We started them by imagining amazing things. Imagining the thing that is on the heart of God. Then back, we entered into certain realms. So you can start imagining good things. Uh, you start seeing things about people. Are you getting it? now, When you keep imagining glorious things and beautiful things, you are exercising your imagination in the area of the good will of God. Then at that moment, what you are doing is that you are putting your imagination in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Now how to imagine good things and get out of negative imagination? You can follow these things. First, be mindful of the things you watch with your eyes decide you will never watch any movie with a sexual content decide this in your heart when you are watching a movie and any sexual content tries to come in skip it quickly you are preparing your imagination for the holy spirit you don't know make up your mind you will not listen to any word that is full of profanity people speak of things they are making mention of certain profane words decide in your heart because whatever you are listening to, whatever you are watching is entering straight into your soul. It will become part and parcel of your being and you will struggle to get it out of you. Are you with me? The reason why some of us are struggling with pornography is because our minds have already been been painted with these pictures when we were young. We kept watching these things, listening to things, sexual things, and we have built our whole soul in these things. And we are now struggling to come out of them. And the Holy Ghost is willing to help. He's here to help you. Your, your issue, Lord, please help me. I want to disconnect from this. Now, after that, after you have made that decision, keep praying that the Holy Spirit should help you keep praying that the holy spirit should help you and the more you keep praying and the more you disconnect yourself naturally and physically from these other entities you are among some friends did you see the lady today this lady get away from that conversation because evil conversation can even corrupt evil communication can corrupt your good manners disconnect if you learn these basic things and you keep praying to the Holy Ghost to help you you will become pure you will become a plain entity that God can speak clearly through to the nations I'm telling you so you see, when the devil wants to when the devil wants you to doubt the voice of God you are hearing he will let you yield yourself to unnecessary things such that you get confused. Is it God speaking to me or is it my own imagination? It means you have not yet yielded your imagination to the Holy Ghost. And I'm teaching you the way to do that. Start imagining glorious things. Go and read the Bible. When you read the Bible, what is God trying to achieve in this world? It is the will of God that all men will be saved. Sit down. Start imagining people, a whole lot of even Muslims, coming to the saving knowledge of Christ. Start imagining angels rejoicing because when even one soul repents, the Bible said all the angels in heaven rejoice. Start imagining angels rejoicing because people are coming to Jesus. Start imagining yourself even at crusades, praying for the sick to be healed. Imagine yourself seeing people jumping out of wheelchairs. Imagining yourself in the midst of crowns mentioning Jesus, Jesus. You see, the more you keep doing these things, you, what you are doing is that the, the thing that is on the heart of the Lord Jesus is what you are trying to envision. It is what you are trying to yield yourself to. At that moment, the Lord will know one of my sons on the earth is trying to enter into my plan for the whole universe. I need his mind. I need his imagination to show him glorious things and secrets that I have planned. And the more you engage yourself in these godly imaginations, you actually open yourself to spiritual visions from the Holy Ghost. By the time you realize, when God wants to speak about a mission, He will come and reveal it to you. When God wants to speak about He will come and reveal it to you. Yes, the Holy Ghost is the same as the Holy Spirit. They said in Holy Ghost, only in the King James, is the same. Are you following great so you see if you like decide i mean man of god from today i'm going to pray for all men of god in this world and i'll start imagining good things concerning them that the lord will preserve their families that the lord will keep them that the lord will anoint their heads with oil that the lord will do this see as you keep imagining these men of god doing exploits for the kingdom of god and you praying for them it will be a better that will be on your heart. When a man of god is about to die god will come to you and reveal it because he knows you have a good heart concerning these men and when he reveals it to you a burden will be on your heart to pray for them then god will start opening dimensions of the spirit realm concerning things to you are you with me our problem is we are just sitting down there quietly waiting for things to open up, then we start seeing visions it will not happen like that are you with me? It will not happen like that. Something must be seen by the Spirit of God in your heart. That is why, you, you see, the Holy Ghost is in you. Where you can live a relaxed life. Sad till you die. But the moment there is a desire in your heart, Lord, I want to walk in miracles. I want to walk in healing. When I see that people are sick, I, I, I'm, I'm not okay. No, please. I want to walk. The moment that kind of desire and the love for the well-being of people enters into your heart, you are actually causing the Holy Ghost to release more grace, more anointing into your soul to do His work. God bless you, Nadia. Are you getting it? So I'm teaching you how to see visions. How can you see vision? Man of God, vision is the work of the Holy Spirit. But do you know that you can also sit down and imagine things? And imagination is the envisioning. So you can also create visions in your own mind. I hope you know that. And that is the, that's what I'm teaching you. When you read the Bible, you will know the will of God. The Bible said, it is the will of God that all men should be saved. So now, when you sit down to imagine that all men are coming to the Lord, you are envisioning God's will. It is in this that your vision. You are the. It looks like you are the one that you are the one that have started it, but the Holy Ghost can take over because the Holy Spirit is God's will, God's embodiment, the embodiment of the will of God. He is the testator of God's testament. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is the witness of the will of God. Are you with me? So every will god has a will and just as every father will have a will a will is a written word of a father that speaks of the inheritance of the father and those those inheritance have been allocated to so the word of god the scripture that we have is actually the written will of god concerning so we have been we are we are heirs of the promises of god that are written in the scriptures so the scriptures the word of god Is the will of God. But there is always someone that serves as a witness. That witness is actually a testator. Or the one that gives a testimony of the will. Oh yes, I was there when the Father was saying it. I was there when the Father was writing this. I was there. Yes, the Father said we should give this. We should give this. So the Holy Ghost is like the lawyer that the will of the Father was given to to make sure when the father is dead, he will deliver everything to the sons. Are you getting it? So the, one of the assignments of the Holy Spirit in you is to lead you into the place of what we call the adoption of sonship. Adoption of sonship is when you have matured from being a child into a son can now take charge of what your father left for you are you getting it that is what the bible said as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god now we are god's sons but there are many promises of our father we cannot take now because we are children we can we cannot handle these things we need to mature into the place of sonship. Now, that place of sonship is where we have come to a place of receiving all the things. So, you see, some of you, maybe your fathers built a house and said, this house is for you. You Meanwhile, you were two years old. You cannot live in that house as a two-year-old child. But according to the will that your father wrote, the house belongs to you. If you don't mature, you cannot take charge of the house. So, the work, there is somebody who was there when your father was writing that will. The person is supposed to help you. First, the person will let you know, your father has written a railroad. And he said that his house in Dubai is for you. So you need to go. He said that when you get to the age of 18, I should give you the keys. So the key is with the lawyer. He is the one that will help you get the house. But there is a certain maturity attached to you holding everything that the father has written concerning your life. That is why the Holy Ghost is called the Spirit of Truth. He is the spirit of the will of God. He is the one that explains better what the will of the Father is. He tells you what you need to do. He tells you how to mature to that state where you can now lay hold of what the Father wrote concerning you. It is not that the Father has not written. He has written something, but you need to mature. And he is the one that will show you how to mature in order to get it. So the Holy Ghost is a testimony or a witness of the will of God. Are you following me? Good. That is why without the Holy Spirit, the, the will of God cannot be explained. So the Father wrote a will and the Father died. He could not give the will to a lawyer who will come and read the will to us. How will we get what the Father wrote down? How? So the lawyer... Is the one that will come and call all the family. And say, okay, when your father was about to die, he wrote this will and brought it to me. And he said, when he dies, three days after his death, I should gather all of you and tell you what is written here and explain. So the father will give codes that only the lawyer can explain. If you take the will, the code that is there, you will not even know what it means. So maybe there is a house in Dubai, but your father will do it H and D or H in D. When you see H in D in the, in the way, you might not understand what H in D is. But it is the lawyer who received an explanation from the father who can tell you that the word H in D means my house in Dubai. Then he will tell the person that that house belonged to. So the Holy Spirit is the one that brings us explanation, understanding into the word of God. Without him, the word is coded. It will be useless to us, we will not understand anything. Are you following? Great! Now, it is this same thing that is telling you one of the ways to enter into the world that your father has for you is that you need to get a good heart for people. And your father said, when I see that you are get, you have a good heart, you want people be healed you want people to be free from bondage your father told me when i see you doing that i should help you so i've become your helper and i should help you and empower you to do that more and the more you are doing it i also should let you know there is a reward for you and that reward is what your father wrote down so i am here in your life as a helper when you need anything call me i will come and help you so that after you doing the will of the Father, what is meant for you will be given to you. Are, are you following? So he the one that leads us into maturity. Without the Holy Ghost you cannot mature. And if you can't mature, then the will that your Father wrote, the promise, cannot be taken by you. You will walk on this earth as an immature being. Prosperity will not come to you because it is part of the will of the Father but you have shown the leading of the Spirit. Peace cannot come to you. It is part of the will of the Father. When Jesus was even ascending, He said, My peace I give unto you, not of this world. My peace I give to you. And that peace can only be experienced when the Holy Ghost is active in your life. Are you following? Are you following? Great. So you see, child of God, we now need to understand how to walk in dimensions of the spirit and hearing the voice of God. Are you following? Can you all hear me please? Great. So now, the Holy Ghost, who is the testator, or the test, the one that is a witness of the will of the Father, he cannot teach you how to enter into the Father's will. That is why he is the one the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 8. The Bible said, we know not what we ought to pray for, but he the Spirit, He maketh intercession for us in groanings that cannot be uttered. The only way you can pray according to God's will is when the Holy Ghost begins to pray within you. Because you don't even know what to pray for and you don't know how to pray. So it is the Spirit that makes intercession on your behalf. Are you with me? now? When you begin to pray, that is why the Bible said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue or he that prays in the spirit cannot pray amiss. When you are praying in the Holy Ghost, you are actually directly praying according to God's will. What God really wants is what you are praying. What am I trying to say? One of the ways... To enter into the realm of visions, when you have started imagining good things, is to speak in tongues. It is one of the easiest ways to launch yourself into the realms of the spirit to start speaking visions. Are you following? Every gift of the spirit is connected. Every gift of the spirit is connected to the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. The gift. It is connected to that. that tongue known as the unknown tongue when you begin to speak in an unknown tongue what you are doing you are quickening all the dimensions of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be at work in your life so you can start seeing visions just by speaking in tongues are you following? tongue speaking is a very very great thing if I cannot say this say, prophet please can anyone speak in yes it is a gift every christian every christian should speak in tongues it is a must let me say it that way but the thing is because it is a gift we desire it before we walk in it if you don't desire it it might not manifest and there are many good things inside the spirit that are connected to that gift are you getting it the way you desire to work to get money, the way you desire certain things, the way you desire to marry that is the same way we desire to walk in this gate. Now, the reason why, let me just explain it simply in this way you see, when a child is born, and after three or four years, the child cannot speak the language of the mother. What happens? Is that not an alarming situation? Three, 4 years, 5 years, the child cannot speak. You will be troubled, you will be worried, it is happening? That is exactly what happens to believers because the Holy Spirit has also given birth to you. He has become your mother, therefore you need to speak His language. So tongue speaking is actually the language of the Spirit. Are you getting it that is why jesus said except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of god the holy spirit is the mother that gives birth to us into the kingdom of god and we need to speak his language just as naturally you speak a language that they call your mother tongue we also have our mother tongue and that is tongue speaking are you with me and just as language differs based on the kind of mother that gives birth to you. Or even one person born by one mother can speak different languages. But the original language the person speaks is called the mother tongue. Now, in the Holy Ghost, there are dimensions of languages. Are you getting it? So we have what we call the unknown tongue. The unknown tongue. And we have what we call diverse kinds of tongues. They are not the same. Unknown tongue and diverse kind of tongues. Now, let me speak first on the diverse kind of tongues. Diverse kind of tongues speaks of all the languages in this world. All the languages in this world that a person be, is inspired by the Spirit to speak. So sometimes, once you are speaking in tongues, you actually you are actually speaking a certain language that you don't know. Now, it is this kind of language that when somebody who understands it naturally comes in your midst, the person can interpret it to us. Or another person can have another gift of interpreting that language and the person can interpret it to us. Are you getting it? So. Five people were in a certain church. They were praying. They were praying. But what they were praying? A certain white man entered the church. And the man held his waist and was looking at the people. What is this? Now, when the people finished praying, they came to the white man and said, Please, can we help you? We were praying we just saw you standing here watching us. What is the matter? And the man said, Please, are you not Ghanaians? They said this. Why well, you people, you are speaking Hebrew, you have been speaking Hebrew for the past 45 minutes, and I'm shocked. I'm just listening to you speaking Hebrew, and I don't say, Ah. Then they said, What Hebrew? We are just speaking in tongues. I said, no, what you were saying, you were praising God, you were speaking over the nation Ghana, you were speaking this, you were speaking this. And the people were like, Wow, it is the same thing that happened to the apostles. When the Holy Ghost descended upon them in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible said these people began to speak in a language, meanwhile they were not even from that town. They started speaking the language of the people, and the people were shocked. "Ah, are these men from our town? They are speaking our language, and they themselves might not even understand what they are saying. It is that kind of tongue that needs an interpretation. Are you getting? So there is a tongue that needs an interpretation and there is a tongue that has no need. Now, that is, the one that needs an interpretation is called diverse kinds of tongue, And that one is a tongue that is known presently on this earth. But there is another tongue which is called an unknown tongue. That tongue is not known in any language on this earth. And that one, even the person that is speaking has no understanding. And it is that one that the Bible said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, because it is not the language that man needs to know and understand. It is an unknown tongue. It is not for men. It does not need any interpretation in itself. Because when you are interpreting that tongue, you are, you are, interpret, you are interpreting it among men. And that tongue is not for men. So it must not be interpreted among men. The Bible says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So that language is your spirit speaking to God. The Bible said, how be it in the spirit, the person is speaking mysteries. Mysteries. And it is that unknown tongue that the Bible said. When we begin to pray in that unknown tongue, certain things do happen to us. The first thing is that we begin to, we are built up. So the Bible said, he thus speaketh in an unknown tongue, edified himself. And the word edified is from the word edifice, which speaks of a building. So when we speak in an unknown tongue, we build ourselves. It is this same thing that the Bible spoke of in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible said, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. So, speaking in an unknown tongue is what we term as praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, you realize that after about three hours of speaking in that unknown tongue, it looks like a certain fire has entered you. You that you are worrying about things. All of a sudden, it looks like that worry has died out of your, 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 your heart. your looks like you are okay, you are refreshed. It looks like you have built yourself above a kind of life. Are you following? That is an unknown tongue. It is called praying in the Holy Ghost. Because at that point, what Paul is, is telling them is that he said, when I speak in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So it is your spirit that is praying. Are you getting it and your spirit is speaking that language because the holy ghost taught your spirit to speak that language and in fact when your spirit is praying because of the energy level or the frequency of your spirit if you begin to yield your spirit to these things from ah you can pray for eight hours ten hours that is why the bible said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so it is the weakness of your flesh that causes you to stop praying and say i'm tired but the more you launch yourself deep into these things with your spirit, you realize that a time will come your body will also be yielding itself to the energy level of your spirit gradually, gradually to a point where you can stand and begin to pray 12 hours non stop. And the more you begin to pray for long hours, you are entering somewhere in the spirit. You are not just building your soul, you are also building your body. By the time you realize you go to the hospitals and you that were as they will check your, your genotype and it is aa you don't even know prayer changed it because at that moment the energy of your spirit is coming into your body gradually so and when it comes into your body the energy level of your body begins to rise begins to rise there are people who prayed after that they removed their shirt and when the shirt was placed on a crepe, the person got up and began to walk We under normal circumstances. The shed cannot do that. Pray after of the Holy Ghost has lifted the person's frequency to a certain height that it has even affected their shed. There are people when they sleep on their bed and you sleep on that bed too, you will definitely see the heavens opened. Because these people, their bodies are not just mere bodies, they have lined themselves into the frequency of the spirit and they have been lifted into a high stage. There are some people, even when they are yawning, it is a prophecy because every part of their being has been yielded to the frequency of the spirit. Are you following? This is the kind of life we have been called to live. This is the kind of life we have been called to live. But now, we are not able to walk in these things because of so many issues. And the first thing is the weakness of our flesh. The weakness of our flesh. The Lord will help us and grant us grace, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, growing is another dimension of praying in the Holy Ghost. Another dimension of praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you getting it? And you need to grow. You know, some of you, the way you speak in tongues is the reason why you are not growing. you make tongue speakings look look like, um you know, when, when nobody is around, that is when you speak in tongues. But when people are around, you can't speak. You have been doing ma-ma-ma-ma-ma, le-le-le-le-le, le ma ma le ma for the past 12 years. Huh? 12 years! Ma-le, <laughs> ma You need to grow. Let me show you. One of the ways, if you want to grow in your, the language of your tongue, you need to speak it more. Are you with me? Let me, let me, let me teach you something about tongue speaking. You see, the thing that you know, understand is that there is what we call the utterance of the Spirit, and what we call the speaking. Of the man are you with me even when you want to teach a child how to speak say say mama say mama say mama now as you have said you have given utterance the utterance means what the person is supposed to say but if the person does not open his mouth to speak the utterance have been given but still you will not hear anything so the Bible said, when the Holy Ghost descended on the apostles, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So there was a giving of the utterance by the Spirit, but they began the speech. Are you with me? They began to speak. Now, when you want to speak in tongues, you, don't, you are not waiting for a certain in your body. You you want to you want to be vibrating like you are holding onto a naked wire. Then you are shaking You see, and people start with Jesus. They are t- they teach people how to speak in tongues. Say, say they say Jesus, say Jesus, say it fast. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. No, no, no. No. That is nonsense. That's not how we we speak in tongues. <sighs> Amen. That's not how we speak in tongues. No. It is so simple. Yes, so so simple. Just close your eyes with your two hands lifted. And know that by desire you believe deep inside you that the Holy Ghost is giving you the utterance. Now, open your mouth, speak it. Once you open your mouth and you begin to speak, don't think of anything. Just open your mouth and say something. That which you are saying out of your mouth at that present time is actually the utterance that the spirit is giving continue to say that so you see sometimes it will be just one syllable that you begin to speak and it can be with you for a while but the more you speak in the ma you realize that at another time something will come in something will be added to it you see then ma ma ka ka sa ka ka sa ma 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 then gradually you are moving and the more you begin to speak and speak, other syllables will be added to the thing. To a point where you can stand at one time and you begin to speak. Then you are, you are actually hitting mystical realms. Are you following? Yes. Because a young boy that is one year old cannot start giving proverbs. Hmm? When you see a small boy one year old and the child is speaking and say uh, you when you are not and when you say hey run away from that child are you with me one year old child telling people are I, you ago I fear you, you send your penny you, hey ram ram <laughs> What am I trying to say? That means you cannot quickly just get up and begin to speak higher tongues. You start from a certain point. Are you following? Then you begin to move gradually, gradually, gradually. We don't learn. We speak. We don't learn. And the utterance, once the Holy Spirit is in your heart and you are in a moment of desire, He is actually giving the utterance. Speak it. Are you following me? Speak it out. That is it. That which you are speaking out of. You are not supposed to feel ye. That might be some people's experiences based on how they react to the presence of the Holy Spirit. There are people, when the Holy Spirit appears to them and they begin to experience the presence of the Holy Ghost, they cry. Some people too will laugh. Some people too will shout. Some people too they will begin to shake. It is, it is not the same for everybody. It is actually our reaction towards the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, people, when they, when the Holy Ghost, the presence of the Holy Ghost overwhelms them, they keep quiet. They will stand at one point. They will never move. They will keep quiet. That is their reaction to. Are you with me? So, we need to understand these things. So, it depends. Good. God willing, tomorrow. Today, I've touched on many things, but I did not really go into details. God willing, tomorrow, I'm going to speak of um, meditation. Meditation, using your imagination to meditate and to break into the realm of the spirit. God willing, tomorrow at exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time. So make sure you get ready. The Lord is going to be of a great help to us. We we'll see this week, some of you, you hear God quickly and clearly and easily. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Alright, so please, right after here, I'm going to upload the message. You can go and download it and listen to it. The Lord is going to be of a great help to you. Amen. The theme I'm going to put on is Hearing the Voice of God, part one. So make sure you download it and um, don't just listen to it alone. Share it to your friends. Are you with me? Share it to your friends. Let them be blessed. Oh, Apostle, Man of God, Francis, a salute, Because yes, I believe everything is fine. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So, if you want to download, just um, go to the podcast. When you open your podcast app, search, go to the search button and type the prophet set in issue. You will get um, some of the messages that will just pop out. Then plenty of them, and a lot of people um, are just getting blessed, even with the message The Lord is also doing help God bless you, man of God, Professor Francis. God bless you. My regards to all my fellow Statarians um, and all the SRM people. God bless you. My regards to Prophet Jordan, my regards to um, the Miracle and the rest. God bless you. All right, the Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So please, God will end exactly 12 a.m. GMT. So we are meeting for a moment of prayer. So please. Yesterday's message. Yesterday, yesterday. Oh, I'll check on that. I'll check on that and post it. Okay, God bless you. All right. God bless you all and keep all of you strong. Please, at exactly 12 a.m. Um, GMT, we are meeting to pray. So make sure you join us. We are in a moment of the voice of God. And we will learn every way that we hear God's voice. We are not only looking at visions and hearing in the spirit. We will look at every angle and we will surely hear the voice of God. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless us and keep all of us strong in Jesus' name. God bless you, my son, Quedo. I love you, Pa. God bless you. God bless you, faculty flex. God bless you all. We shall meet. God bless you, Dennis. My regards to your husband. The Lord bless all of you. Kwame, God bless you, son, The Lord bless you. We shall meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. Young Dennis. God bless you. Shalom. God bless all the family life people. My regards to your husbands and your wives and the singles regards to yourself. Pray more. Take a look in bless you all. We shall meet. Shalom.
0: Bye-bye.